Brody and Eric, Super Sports Show. (laughs) (laughs) Good evening, Wildcats. It is currently 6 p.m. and a steamy, and I say steamy, 93 degrees on this fine Tuesday, October 8th here in Tucson, Arizona. That is too damn hot. You can't even do the math on that one, Eric, and I don't blame you. 24 maybe? I don't even know. Yeah, something like that. But um, it's still uh, still a fine day here in Tucson, Arizona. Welcome to Brody and Eric's Super Sports Radio Show here on 1570 AM Camp Student Radio and to all those listening online at our Camp Radio live stream as well as any of our podcasting platforms. I'm your host, Brody Dryden, here alongside my partner in crime, Eric Wong. Good evening, Wildcats. Well, it's great to be back after a quick one-week hiatus from the show, but we are back in better than ever. So we're going to touch on a lot of things today, Brody. We're, <laughs> we're going to touch on a lot of things. We're going to touch That's on a lot of things. Okay. We're going to touch on uh, Brody Dryden. <laughs> we're going no. to start off with some U of A football, make sure we're going to get some fantastic food reviews in, as oh, well yeah. as a little uh, NFL talk. So with that, Brody, being said, let's dive right in. Let's dive right in. I would also <laughs> like to uh, point out that John Rice is here in the studio. He's shadowing our uh, our show today, so John might be uh, chiming in. It's, uh, definitely on the food review. Oh, uh, 100%. Uh, we, we've always got our uh, shadowers or interns uh, in on the food review or whatever else he may want to talk about. But yeah, first on the docket, Arizona football picked up a big win in Boulder against Colorado, 35-30. to uh, This was a fun football game to watch. It had a little bit of a slow start. It was kind of locked there at 7-6, to six, I think the score was, until like, like two minutes left in the uh, first half, and then that's when the scoring started opening up, and then everyone scored like three touchdowns each. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It, it, it really started... Uh, kind of snowballing from there and you know the offense was uh, on display funny enough though uh brody uh, i heard from a very reliable source on 1290 am radio uh-huh. uh that the colorado quarterback was potentially the second best in the pac-12 i well i okay <laughs> potentially because he looked like garbage he did he looked like complete garbage steve montez he's uh colorado starting quarterback yeah he i thought leading into this game obviously that they had that rough game against air force but he's a senior that's the one thing that i really thought what was the most like compelling thing because i i i feel like he's like that true college senior yeah you know that like has Obviously has the experience. He's uh, been through the grit of it all. He, it seems like he's been around the uh, Colorado for like ten years. Uh, but yeah, that was a, a little bit of a hot take. That was a, uh, that yeah. was a steaming hot yeah. take. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I, I did believe it, but I think I've been proven otherwise. At least, I mean, Arizona's defense, which had or has had a pretty darn bad reputation over the past year, encompassing last year too. Uh, they came out and they they showed they showed out in, no, in Boulder. They, they I think they were one of the main reasons. Obviously, Khalil Tate had a fantastic game. Went thirty one for forty one for four hundred and four yards. That's a career high. Yeah, uh, for Khalil Tate. But the defense uh, is really what won the game uh, for Arizona. Eric, ladies and gentlemen, listen in. Let me show you what the defense did. Okay, listen in really quick. ASMR time, right? Ladies and gentlemen, that is what the Arizona defense did to Colorado. They unzipped the fly, put it on the table, and to Colorado just look at it. They just stared at it. And y'all might say, Eric, it was a 30-point game. That was in Boulder, going into Wildcats in higher elevation with what is considered a very difficult difficult place to play. Mm-hmm. So the fact that Arizona held them to 30 points, uh, I was expecting to get run on, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, so the fact that U of A did what they did, they really did a great job. And uh, you know what? Shout out to the U of A uh, defense. Look like some sh- extra sharp aged cheddar these yeah. days. No <laughs> yes. Swiss out here. No, no Swiss. All the holes have been covered up. Yes, they sure have. And this is such a, I feel like this entire year has been such a, I mean, I, I this is like next week I'll probably, I don't know what will happen against Washington. Uh, things can always change. But I feel like this year is a breath of fresh air. As an Arizona football fan. Nice little spray of Febreze. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe some uh, some Glade plugins <laughs> yeah. uh, on the, in the side of the room. Consistent freshness. This isn't even sponsored. <laughs> Uh, I yeah, love yeah. Blade. yeah. Well, watch. Uh, we'll we'll pick up our first sponsorship <laughs> uh, by an air freshener company. But you know, I feel like there's always there there's always like either false hope or no hope at all mm-hmm. every year. And obviously, there's still the potential that this could all be false hope. And you know, we're only four four and one right now. Four, That's pretty darn good. I, it is pretty darn good right now. But very la- easily a five and zero um, team. Well, la- last year. 
uh, Colorado started out five and zero and lost. Yeah, I true. lost out. Didn't even get a into a bowl game. So yeah. you know the the potential is there for this all to be false hope. But I don't know. I'm pretty damn optimistic as a, a University of Arizona football fan right now. I, I think we're doing pretty good. The one concern, I mean, that you know, obviously there were a couple uh, that Khalil Tate interception was was terrible. Oh, that was ugly. That that was disgusting. That looked like a. You know what? If I went out on the football field and tried to be Johnny Manziel, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. trying to throw across his body across yeah, the field, rolling off off yeah. platform, cross like everything, it, 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 textbook bad. Oh, absolutely. But like, apart from that, that was like the blemish. That, that yeah. was that was the blemish. That was the mole on a, a beautiful woman's face. Yeah. You know, that it's like it's like all right, we'll, we'll, we'll you'll you'll still take it. You yeah. know, like uh, Khalil Tate still played awesome again, a career high four hundred and four yards. Um, it's surprising to me though, like. J.J. Taylor was still injured. Yeah. Obviously, that was the big question, uh, or we didn't even know it was a question going in the UCLA game, but they neither of them ended up playing. J.J. Taylor played one down. Uh, they took him out. He wasn't comfortable with the whole um, ankle, his like injury uh, situation. Arizona only had 83 yards of rushing against yeah. Colorado, but they still pulled out the win. No, and I think you know that's what you kind of see. Some days you got to lean, right? There's three phases of the game, and offense was definitely – uh, the strongest phase, along with defense, but within the offense, you know, you have uh, well, with special teams too. <laughs> well, you know, you know what they say about special teams. Yeah, <laughs> you know what they say. Um, I, I do. But along with offense, you know, within that, the receivers were looking good. Khalil Tate, and you know what, they were enough to kind of mask the defense. Shout out to the offensive line too. You know, especially with a mobile quarterback, sometimes offensive line play can suffer because they think, oh, you know, we got to hold this block for maybe two seconds, right? Mm -hmm. Because then Khalil will go out and make something with their legs. Khalil, for the most part, had a lot of time, you know, or, you know, enough for him is barring that one bad pick where he was flushed out of the pocket immediately. But, you know, offensive line play has been stepping up as well, Mm -hmm. and I just wanted to shout them out because I don't think they've been getting enough credit. Yeah, no. Shout out to the obese white guys. (laughs) I, I I don't think you can categorize them. Is, is obese is a BMI thing? I guess. Okay. I, I don't think it's a pure weight so it's thing. Like thick? If, if it was like if you saw if it was just a number and person thing, that's then they'd true. probably be obese. But the fact that it's like they got muscle. That's true. They, no, they, I mean, they, they're they, very stout. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Just like sturdy. Yes, sturdy. Yeah. Uh, solidified. Solid. Yeah. They are a solidified. Con- congealed. Force. Yeah. <laughs> Huge. <laughs> Huge. Uh, <laughs> um, but anyways, so now Arizona's 4-1 and one going into the Washington game. It's family weekend here at um, in Tucson. It'll be, you know, it'll be festivities galore, uh, out tailgating and whatnot. It's always a fun time, uh, family weekend in Tucson. They'll be taking on Washington, an 8 p.m. kickoff. Are you a fan of the 8 p.m. kickoff, Eric? I am not. That is a doozy, Brody. Uh-huh. I mean, it is, that is later. Uh, some people go to bed at 8, 8, 8 yeah. p.m., right? It's a little, it's a little late, but um, you know what? We'll see. I think losers go to bed at 8 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> well, good thing we're up till uh, six in the morning. Yes, heck yes. But uh, you know, just singing hymns. But yeah. um, it's going to be a really great game. I think you know it's unfortunate though with the East Coast crowd. I feel like you know this is why sometimes in general this is just a general take. Mm-hmm. The Pac-12 gets so much crap mm-hmm. because everyone's like, oh, Pac-12 weakest Power Five. Oh, they're not producing. It's like Oregon and everybody else. It's like no, you just go to sleep before the Pac-12 games are. Exactly. So shut up, you Harvard, Yale, SEC. <laughs> Good old boy, I like Alabama. Put that brisket on, Cletus. Like, shut up. Yeah. Stay up. Watch some West Coast football. Watch, uh, you know, an air raid offense, how it was meant to be run. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, some undersized defensive linemen. That's all I got to say. <laughs> yeah, I feel like uh, the Pac-12 does get underrated because – I, you know, they see, you know, people on the East Coast, which, you know, in large part end up making a lot of decisions yeah. in terms of like polling and television and then stuff like that. Obviously, there is the LA side uh, too, but, you know, Bristol with uh, ESPN and whatnot, they're making a lot of decisions on what highlights go up. And I, I feel like people don't value the Pac 12. Uh, just because you said they don't even see the actual games yeah. happening they see scores and they'll just be like oh he won he lost oh that was a high scoring but that's the thing they don't get they don't get the full uh you know the the full picture of what the Pac-12 uh has in store so i i agree with you there um Eric, so going into the Washington game, though, yeah, that was a little yeah. off topic on the I, 8 p.m. kickoff. I'm also not a fan of the 8 p.m. kickoff as somebody um, looking to uh, be a part of the press uh, and whatnot. That does not help 
you know, my bed situation, you know, getting to bed situation. I'm a, I'm a big fan of the afternoon uh, kickoffs. But anyways, going into this game, Arizona against Washington. Washington isn't quite what they were, to st- or at least what they were expected to be at the beginning of the season. I think they now have two losses on their uh, – I'm such an expert um, – but, I know football. Yeah, I know football. But hey, either way, they have not met expectations. Yeah, we know, no. we know that. Uh, what, what are you looking for out of this game, Eric? I'm looking for a win. I mean, you know, keep it short and sweet. Yeah. I don't care how we get it, whether it's by an inch or by a mile. Uh, you know, just as long as we grind out that W in front of the home fans, in front of the parents. Um, and, you know, always a great time whenever you can get a win on Parents Weekend. Uh, whether it's Khalil or JJ or the defense locking down, I think, you know, this is a very – if we win this game, I think we we enter the top twenty-five. Yes, being five and one, beating a ranked team, you know, even though Washington's on the downhill, I think you know. But also by that token, Washington's got everything to lose too. Mm. They're not making the playoffs anymore with a two-loss, but at least to, you know have some sort of like you know um, redemption for this season and you know make a respectable bowl game. But mm. um, you know, I'm really looking for Arizona to capitalize right now. I kind of want to get a little little uh, hot take though from our, from our intern right now. Oh yeah, John, <laughs> John, John, let us know what you uh, think on this game. Very late time, but uh, definitely a win on a family weekend would be nice. And uh, so far, they've surprised us this season. I mean, Texas Tech, for example, ready? Yeah, yeah, Texas Tech. Texas Tech was a huge, uh, a huge game, a huge win. Uh, for the cats that was awesome that was one of my favorite football games i think i ever attended like to be honest like personally i don't know we did have a lot of fun ones here at arizona state the hill mary is pretty up there. oh yeah the hill mary definitely surpasses uh that in terms of moments but that was a grueling game to get through yeah uh, but yeah hawaii has lost two games they're four and two right now uh well we are uh, arizona is four and one they lost to cal and uh to stanford this last week one uh thing of note we do have a common opponent uh and that's hawaii in which we lost uh two but washington beat 52 to 20 jeez but i don't think we were at our can you i'm just saying could you imagine if we were five and oh right now oh very easily five and oh yeah we and we'd probably be like at least like 15 oh we oh i don't know about we'd be we'd be like 20 i don't know pack 12 undefeated team the last pack 12 undefeated team i guess but i don't know i yeah i don't know i think it's just that hawaii was a bad loss especially since hawaii has not done success well. yeah, since, since then. it's not like it was a fluke yeah but i think that whole week zero is just a bunch of bs yeah. i hate that yeah i hate that so much because i don't think people realize how much one week of preparation how big of a difference that can make mm-hmm especially at the college level. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's good to see Arizona's kind of right in the ship. I think that bye week was critical for us yeah. to get that, especially going into Colorado, being rested, things like that. That's the one thing I've heard. Is I'm, I believe this is true. Washington is coming off a of bye week. Uh, no, they, oh, no? Play, they played Stanford last news. week. That was yeah. fake news. I apologize. <laughs> it's okay. Play, yeah, they played Stanford this past Saturday. So it, it was Colorado that had come off a of bye week. That's probably what you're thinking okay. of this past week. Um, but yeah, it'll be an exciting one. Uh, the view from the zoo uh, will will be nice. We'll see what happens there. But I think we're ready for our next segment. Oh, I think so. I've got holes. I've got holes in different area codes. Area, area codes. This is Area Codes. This is the segment where Eric and I uh, find an area code of our liking to highlight a certain uh, sports story or, or whatever uh, that we want to. I need to come up. I need to script this. I, I, I kind of just, just ram. Oh, yeah, this is Area Codes. We, we talk about sports. Yeah, we basically. Like, and we got hose. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we do. Um, but we, uh, yeah, we, we choose an area code from around the world and we highlight it um, to uh, just another way of sharing uh, a sports story from around the week. I'm going to go yeah. first. Ladies and gentlemen, I also want to clarify, me and Brody are big avid gardeners. Uh, hoses in the, the gardening yes. uh, well, device, not we, not loose women. Home Depot, please sponsor, sponsor us. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they will. I'm a sure good I, sturdy hoe with a strong front and a nice grip. Yes. A, a great stick yeah. uh, is the Something is you the can just really plow deep into the dirt. Yep. <laughs> yes. Yes, Harry. Home Depot, sponsor us. Please uh, sponsor us. What's their... Uh, do they have a do more? Home, Home Depot, we're better than Lowe's. 
You, you that you're good thing you're a marketing major, <laughs> yeah. Eric. Good thing you're a marketing major. Home Depot uh, apparently has a pretty good internship. I know we're really digressing <laughs> here, but apparently they have like a good development program. It's just like, do you want to work at Home Depot? Oh, oh, like you have to like work there. Well, I mean, like at the store, internship. you know, because like with many internships, it's like that's the job you potentially get high offered. Uh-huh. So it's like, you know, would you oh, really okay. want a Home Depot? Hey, Brody, uh, I see you had a productive summer. Uh, did you get a job offer? Yeah, I did. I'm really excited. You know, six figure salary, benefits, stock options. Oh, where with? Home Depot. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> the Home Depot is definitely not going to sponsor <laughs> yeah, no, us now. All right. Uh, but Lowe's might now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ooh, Lowe's. Yeah, hit hey. us up. Hit us up at yeah. 520-621-5806. <laughs> I keep forgetting because with uh, the camp uh, the camp radio website down right now and everything, it's kind of hard for people to access uh, the stream and whatnot. I kind of rely on people tuning into our podcast. But if anyone wants to call in uh, and join our discussion here on Brody and Eric's Super Sports Radio <laughs> Show, make sure to call in at 520 520- 620-621-5806. That's 520-621-5806. You will uh, go straight on the air. We we don't care who you are. We will we will put you on. <laughs> or what you'll say for that matter. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll try our best to negate it. But uh, hey, if you want to say whatever you want, we'll, you will you'll get say at least what like, you need to say. Yeah, before we can hang up on you, you can say <laughs> you can say whatever you want. Um, but anyways, my area code, we did our whole intro and then yeah. got sidetracked. Oh, oh my goodness. Yeah, we, Brody, you just asked for yeah, this one. Yeah, all right. Uh, no, Eric, you did It's the button. It's oh, the no, button. I do. What am I hitting? Hit, hit that button. Don't put the phone down. Hit that button on the, your left, your left, your left, your left. No, that one, that one that you pressed last week. It's on. Yeah. <laughs> hello, hello. Who are we talking to here? Yo, it's Ogster. Uh, Augie, thank you so much. Wait. Uh, Where do I do with this phone? Yeah, because it's making a sound weird. We're just going to roll with it. Augie, thank you so much for calling in. Uh, what's up? Nothing much, fellas. Just wanted to agree with you that the uh, the late kickoffs, they're a killer, man. Yeah. Over here on the over here on the East Coast, and I'm sure I could speak speak for my boy Scrat Rain too up in DC. Oh, yeah. Oh, but, you know, Rain. Those, those, those late night kickoffs, man, you know, sometimes I fall asleep like midway through the third quarter it's like one in the morning here uh-huh. but uh, it's always a nice nice surprise waking up at like you know 2 30 and seeing that arizona's up in the fourth quarter but so that's what i got I, sorry Augie, but so so for you is uh afternoon kickoff ideal or would you even go on the other side and say like a 9 a.m kickoff or something super early would you be in favor with that Boy, well, I mean, from over here, I would love having the 9 a.m. kickoff. Mm-hmm. So if I'm just watching the game, but if I'm a fan, uh, like you guys are are getting ready for the game in the ways that I'm sure that you do, mm-hmm. the 9 a.m. kickoff is brutal. That's mm-hmm. brutal. Mm-hmm. But as far as, you know, a little segue into NFL kickoffs, over here, uh, you know, the, the morning or the early games for NFL aren't on until 1. So I find myself just, you know, putzing around until – 1 p.m. for the games to start. I really think that, uh, you know, mountain time, uh, morning games for NFL started at 11 a.m. It's That's ideal. You wake up, you have some breakfast, and football's on pretty much all day, and I love that. Yeah, you're good to go. Augie, this is Eric Wong here for uh, Brilliant Eric Super Sports Show. Let me ask you, are you Team Lowe's or Team Home Depot? I'm, I'm Team Lowe's, man. Team hmm, Home wow. Depot is like the carpenter's, you know, uh, hardware store you go in there and you ask a question and they're like hey, look at this schmuck off the street doesn't know the difference between a five eighth and a and a three fourths spread <laughs> on some screw i'm like i'm like okay look you got it you got to cater your audience i'm just some layman i'm not a carpenter mm-hmm. you go over to lowe's and and you know typically it's a lot cleaner there's not like sawdust and peanut shells on the floor <laughs> people are willing to help you out that's why I'm a Lowe's man. It's the people's hardware. Okay, well, there you go. You swayed me, Augie. I apologize to Lowe's, but as always, Augie, it's great to hear you, and I'm glad you're doing well, my king. Hey, it's great to hear you guys, too. Hey, and intern John, you're doing a great job. Love to hear your voice, and I'd love to hear some more of you. Thank you. All right. All right. Take care, fellas. Thanks, Augie. All right. Yeah. Uh, Eric, you kind of royally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you screwed the pooch I, on I, that. I, I, the ball was dropped. Yeah. Our, our, yes. <laughs> our, our voices uh, probably sound. Yeah. You just have to hit that on button okay. when, when people call. And um, 
we will do that. And then we've got to remember to hit off, as yeah. you did, um, to hang up. Uh, but anyways, we need to get to area codes. We are say area code, gentlemen. Yeah, we, we are, uh, we are like 20 minutes in now. Uh, about my area code is the 281. That is Houston, Texas. Uh, why Houston is in the news as of late, at least uh, the majority of why it's been making headlines, is the general manager of the Houston Rockets, Daryl Morey, ha- uh, sent out a tweet essentially supporting the protesters in Hong Kong who it, we, and see this is why I'm making it my area code uh, maybe I should have made it a China area code but all whatever uh, the the gist of what I'm getting to I didn't know much I, I I don't know about you Eric but I had heard about okay there's these Hong Kong protests happening um, they're you know uh, they've been you know big news it's been like kind of months but it's just like you know it's over in Hong Kong so yeah. it, it's just I it hasn't occurred to me it doesn't necessarily uh, direct obviously the butterfly effect I'm sure with China and US relations it affects uh, me in some way but I, I honestly just didn't necessarily uh, care to look into it uh but daryl morey the general manager of the houston rockets sent out a tweet uh in support of these protesters now to give you an idea of what these protesters have gone through uh there have been 2,363 arrests of protesters oh wow i was unaware yeah 2,600 sorry 2,363 protests eight deaths all by suicide uh in uh, hong kong over the past four months uh because basically what what it boils down to this isn't a political talk show uh but what it boils down to is that uh the government in hong kong was passed this legislation or was proposing and it was expected to pass this legislation um, that like took away democracy. Okay. <laughs> like that, that, that's what these protesters are. They are pro-democracy uh, protesters. And one thing uh, that stood out to me while a lot of the, the legislation that was going through, uh, here that Daryl Morey was supporting these protesters and uh, fighting against, um, it would have helped China. Obviously, uh, China's like a you know, China's a communist nation. They uh, the government isn't necessarily gung ho for freedom of uh, speech or you know the same types of things America is about. And again, I know I'm not a, a political you know talk show host or anything, but this is what I've learned since Daryl Morey's tweet. Now Daryl was forced to delete his tweet and apologize for his tweet in support of these Hong Kong protesters that are protesting essentially anti-democracy laws in Hong Kong. And the majority of that was, is because there's obviously a presence in China that didn't want that up from a representative of an NBA organization. And what's significant about the Houston Rockets as a organization as it pertains to China Obviously, Yao Ming. Chinese people love the Rockets. Yes, I am a Chinese, half Chinese man. Personally, I don't really care that much. Honestly, like, like you say, it doesn't really affect us. But you know, pro democracy. But yeah, <clears throat> beyond like the Golden State Warriors being mm-hmm. you know the closest actual team, the Rockets are the the China. Like most people, like the Ro- people love the Rockets over there. It's mm-hmm. crazy. Yes, they they are. That's essentially, and also you know Jeremy Lin, who was also was a member of the Rockets, who's an American Chinese man. There, there's not many you know Chinese players that end up in the the league, but they have a strong connection there in Houston. Uh, there have been a, a lot of jerseys, I'm sure, uh, bought in China uh, that are Houston Rockets uh, jerseys. But essentially, uh, Daryl Morey, the general manager of the Houston Rockets, he had to delete his tweet. The NBA apologized for his tweet because he represents a team in the league, and it was a little shaky. They apologized, but it it wasn't for what he he said. It it was a very vague apology. If if you want to look it up, you can. It was just basically like uh, Maury's um, words don't encompass all of the NBA's beliefs. But the thing I have a problem with is that the NBA has a lot of 
investment in China. Yeah. And they are trying to protect what makes all that. They make a lot of money in China. Yeah, and they're sacrificing possibly like ethical and moral democracy for it. it well, that's the thing. They're Yes. They will. Yeah. They don't. They don't want to stir the pot. Yeah, their number yeah. one priority is, in in my eyes, making money. Yeah, uh, which is like it's hard to go against that as a business. Uh, but when these, what it started out as thousands, hundreds of thousands of peaceful protesters in Hong Kong, now turns into four months of violence, including eight deaths and two thousand three hundred and sixty three arrests of protesters, and and we've seen that in America and. What happens when protesters get arrested? <laughs> you know, it's it's never a good situation. It's normally the government, you know, trying to suppress, you know, their those people's points of view. And now, now I'm not going to say Maury is totally in the right, but all I'm going to say is the NBA basically uh, is angry with a man for expressing pro-democracy and a nation that was trying to strip that away from their people and i i don't think that's right for the nba to do i think while i i think everyone has their own right imagine if a player did that i don't know that's the thing it would also still be a controversial topic but i don't think that it this they're talking about this guy is now might be fired from being general manager um and they're having meetings in uh, China because their television programs are state-run. It's, yeah. it's not, you know, like in America, all, all the things that go through China's TV are go through the government, and they're no longer going to be putting the NBA games there. And so they're making a big ruckus about it. But I'm not going to say Maury is totally in the right because he represents an organization. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. he, he – He's the leader, essentially, general manager of an NBA organization. I don't know if him tweeting support for these protesters was essentially the smartest move. Because, you know, like, what does that necessarily... Like, I obviously... It it emboldens the cause. uh But, like, I don't know. Honestly, yeah, like, I don't know. This isn't really our our wheelhouse, so to speak. Uh Uh-huh. So I don't know if like you know if we're in, I'm not educated enough to talk on it, but I don't I yeah I see what you're saying, but I don't yeah I, I guess I'm Team Maury on this one. He shouldn't get fired. No, he shouldn't. And I, 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 I what it boils down to for for me is that every no matter who you are, you have your entitlement to certain views to an extent obviously there's going to be like what's your view on something ridiculous that they should never have a certain view on but in terms of this he should not be reprimanded in any way it's on it's like this whole like cancel culture thing yeah in my opinion people are out to get his head uh because he, but either way I don't know if it was the smartest decision on his um, his end, but I will say there's been a positive outcome, and I'd say a lot of people are now informed, including myself, on yeah. what's happening. And now I'm informed. Yeah, there's uh, these anti or pro democracy protests uh, happening in Hong Kong, and um, now I, I that's the thing. I kind of knew what was happening, didn't know what it was about, and now I feel way more informed. Which is just another reminder: uh, sports transcends uh, all life. That's true. Uh, I, I, I think, and uh, it, it's still there are important lessons to be learned, even in the world of sports. Some people think there there are a lot of fun in games, but there's a lot of serious uh, business in it as well so there's my rant there's my area code 281 houston yeah the the 281 houston texas uh daryl morey i'm not sure if it was the best move i don't know if i would have done it if i were the general manager of an nba team uh knowing the implications and whatnot but either way uh you've done good i think and uh i am in support of you so there's my area code oh yeah Geez. Okay. All right. Yeah. That was 
What a fillable. Okay, anyways, all right. I don't even know. All right. Uh, so mine is 415. That's just because the San Francisco 49ers absolutely kicked the dog shit out of. <laughs> well, sorry. you cannot say oh, that. I forgot where we were. Dude. You cannot say that. Absolutely beat the brakes off the Browns, dude. The Browns look like trash. Mayfield, I don't know if he's all to blame. Like Daryl Morey. I don't know. <laughs> he's, I'm trying to. Was that, I, was that too much? Dude, was that, it was too much. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yo, what is going on? Hey, sometimes you got. You gotta bring the serious issues. That's true. That's true. I guess this is quite the platform. But oh, well, it, wait, John, are you yeah. are you out like for good? Oh, well, okay. John, here, get get uh, get. Let's get your hot take on the Browns really quick. Yeah. What, what do you think of the Browns, John? Long-suffering fans. Um, clever name for a team. <laughs> but, uh, um, clever can we name. bring back LeBron? Let's bring back LeBron. And, with that. And, and he's out. He's out. <laughs> oh, no. this show is totally off the rails right now. What? What is going on? What just happened? Uh, he, his, his headphones hit. His headphones his hit headphones something. Hit the thing. Thanks, John. <laughs> I don't know what just happened. I don't know. We're off the rails. But anyways, sorry. Uh, but yeah, the the um, the Browns looking like the Browns right now. Yeah, the Browns are looking like the Browns. And that's your area code, I, dude. I don't know what. Like that was like that's a five minute segment. <laughs> we went for ten minutes. Hey, hey, we only get an hour, and I I don't get to just rant like this. That's I, I don't true. know. I've been I was doing the talk show over at twelve ninety all summer long, and I built up <laughs> all this like wanting to to rant and do. Uh, do I, this that's type and of that's stuff. your and that's fair. It's just I'm the Chinese guy with family in Hong Kong, and I don't care that much. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm just like, well, please, you know. I just started reading news and whatnot, and then it got me all riled up. Yeah. I get that, though. Right. Shout out to Daryl Morey for doing the right thing. Yeah. And shout out to Baker Mayfield for blowing chunks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Looking like dog, not the dog pound, if you know what I mean. No, not at all. Uh, but this is a great segue. Oh, I mean, like, we won't have John for our fantastic food review. That's good. I'm but, getting kind of hungry. I didn't yeah, really want to share. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought about the same thing. Uh, so, <laughs> anyway, anyways, uh, in the NFL, uh, I, I don't get to talk about my Broncos very often. Because, or at least this season, because they were 0-4. They finally got their first win. Uh, it was a big one. Who did they beat again? <laughs> what a win. Shoot, what a win. Again. They beat the Chargers. I feel like, I have, a, I have a theory, I feel like the Broncos-Chargers game is always, like, entertaining. I don't know if it's because I always tune in and it's, like, West Coast and it's always, like, something. I don't know. But I had a great time watching the Broncos. And it wasn't that high of scoring. 20-13, to 13, uh, the Broncos won. Phillip Lindsay is the future. But knowing the state of the team right now, knowing John Elway, we're probably not going to build around him. We're, yeah. pro we're probably going to trade him away and just – Trade him uh, to the Colts. No. No, we don't want the, – the, the Colts are good enough as they are. That's true. I mean, Marlon Mack is really – but that's the thing. And I hate that I crap on Marlon Mack so much, but he's just like – and he's like – He's just like a straight B-plus student. Never really hitting the A, but, you know, always like when you think, oh, yeah, he's a smart guy. Solid. Yeah, solid. So solidified. Solid literally. But, like, I really wish we had, like, that dynamic, like, all pro back. Yeah. Yeah, but no, yeah, I'm, shout out to Marlon Mack. You still, I still love you. Yeah, I, I'm I'm excited for uh, Philip Lindsay and the Broncos. Hopefully, they'll carry some momentum here because things were looking dire uh, for the Broncos. Speaking of things looking dire, Jay Gruden got fired from the uh, Washington Redskins uh, job after starting out 0 and 5 this year in, in Washington. That's that. I mean, uh, obviously, there there's talks of like how the Redskins used to be so good. We saw Sean Taylor yeah. uh, play for the Redskins. We've seen uh, we've seen Champ Bailey on the on the Redskins. But I'm thinking like our lifetime, yeah. Like the Redskins have like always been like pretty bad. No, even when Shanahan was there, like yeah. the old, like not Kyle, the other Shanahan, I Mike can't. Shanahan, Mike Shanahan. Like back in the day, like when RG three, there was that one season, and they like were pretty good. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, since then, just really just meh. Like you know, and I. I'll tell you I'm the most worried about Dwayne Haskins, you know. Yes. There is nothing worse for a young quarterback than the guy who drafted you to to like get fired. Exactly. Cuz like no matter who they bring in unless it's someone within the organization, they're not going to feel the same type of way about Dwayne Haskins. You saw it with Josh Rosen when the Cardinals canned the I forgot his name for Cliff Kingsbury. Mm -hmm. Boom, gone, traded, and it really throws your career in a in a bad light right off the bat. Yeah. So I hope Dwayne Haskins is able to bounce back through this. Yeah, and he, because he's already been dealing with a lot. They've been going, uh, you know, they've gone zero and five, and they they have played him, but then they'll bench him. Yeah. For I, I don't know, it's it's a weird situation. 
uh, with the Red. Yeah, because Cole McCoy has been playing. Yeah. He's the one guy because he's been on the Redskins for a while. I feel yeah. like he backed up RG three. Uh, like, I, I, like he backed up. Days. Yeah, um, I don't know. Maybe but, not, but I don't know. I feel yeah, like he's for kinda, a minute. Yeah, he's, he's kind of been around on on uh, the Redskins. But yeah, Jay Gruden. Uh, it was kind of sad watching him answer questions. I don't know if you saw his press conference. No, I but didn't really care. Yeah, he was up uh, in the press conference, and somebody asked him, like, do you think your job's in jeopardy? And he was just like, he, like, knew, like, yeah. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm out of here. Yeah. It was after they went uh, got that fifth loss. He was like, um, we'll see if I'm if my key still works tomorrow or something like that. It's and like, it's like, uh, Jay, Jay, that's sad, bro. And you know what? The key did not work. No, no, it didn't. <laughs> it didn't at all, Jay. But it's like, the I don't first, The first shot. Out the Redskins have had in a long time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't. I don't. The first defensive stand yeah. they've been able to put up. The first, yeah. Oh my goodness. Uh, I I just don't even know where the Redskins are going to go from here because they've just been so perennial. First, change your racist name. <laughs> like seriously, anything, anything else. Yeah, you're on the racist side. Like of quite part. literally. Like yeah, it's so racist. It's like like calling someone like yeah. If like if the Warriors were called the Yellow Team, you know what I'm saying? The Yellow Men. It's like it's so bad. Uh, yeah, I get, I get. You are, you are correct. It's like red is a derogatory color yeah. for their skin tone. I honestly just like, I don't know. Maybe I'm at fault here for, um, and I like, you know, obviously, if there's a big thing, I'm not, I don't, I'm not gonna, I'm not, I'm gonna, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna have to walk you, a fine yeah, line. You here. had the Hong Kong. Yeah, yeah, this is like, yeah. this is like the Seminoles or the Braves. Those are like a specific tribe. Uh-huh. You were just calling out the specific race of yeah, someone, yeah, like this color of their skin, and then your mascot is a is a very stereotypically drawn <laughs> a Native American man with like what? That is so racist. <laughs> Yeah, that is true. It's just, like, for me, all I'm going to say is, like, I, I agree with you, like, racist, bad, uh, but it's just when everyone, no one thinks about it that way. I, I, I everyone, Except you know, for all the Native Americans who've yes. written in and tried to get in the name change. Exactly, exactly. Obviously, they care about it, but I don't think any single NFL fan... Uh, or Washington Redskins fan, you know, says that with the intention. They say it because that's the name. Yeah, of it. obviously. Yeah. No, I'm guy- not saying people are racist, but I'm saying like the yeah. ownership should know. Like, I don't understand yeah. how, with all that we've come with, so where so many other things have been called out, mm-hmm. how this still persists. You're right. And like, if it, I, I, I think it's just the tradition of the United States consistently dumping on the Native Americans. <laughs> yeah. I think if legitimately, if this was another race, another ethnicity, it would be a different story. Yeah, you you, you would be correct. Uh, yeah. Sorry, sorry. No, no, I'm no, I'm I'm being honest. I I think you're correct, and um, there there should be be some correction there. But yeah, there yet again, there. I've already said it, but uh, I don't think anyone uh, has any intention of racism uh, when they say the name or even the ownership. It's just that that's what they inherited. Yeah. Well, like the guy just didn't who created the name. You know, maybe he was blatantly trying to be racist, but he was probably just like, "What's tough?" You know, that's another stereotypical like, yeah, you know, type yeah, type thing. But yeah. it was like he probably didn't know better. He's like, "Oh, this is a fun little name, whatever." Yeah. You know. Uh, but anyways, before I say something, <laughs> yeah. say something. I bad. mean, they were also going around calling people way worse. Yeah. Than, like Jackie Robinson was not being, you know. And the Redskins is always like one of the oldest organizations. Oh yeah, that's the thing. They've been around for a while. Yeah, uh, Christian McCaffrey is a beast. Oh, absolutely. Him, I, I think he's. Would you? I'd say he's the best running back in the NFL. He's the most dynamic. I don't think he's the best. Who who would you say is better? Who, like a pure you... running back, mm-hmm. the best running back in the league is probably Todd Gurley. What? The best running back. McCaffrey is a glorified slot receiver that they sometimes throw in the backfield. What a glorified slot receiver! I know. I think he's a slot receiver that they throw in the in the backfield. Uh, uh okay. Because I, I don't, I don't, I don't I think he's a running that. back. I don't. You don't think Christian McCaffrey's a running back? No, I think he's. I think he's the goat version of Julian Edelman. That is just a, mm. that that is able to run in between the tackles. Now that's not that's not a bad point. No, I, I, yeah. I could see him like in Julian Edelman. They have like similar. He's beefier and taller. I think, yeah. or at least he comes off as being taller than yeah. Edelman. But I, I he's. And I don't. It's kind of easy to say this. He had the the highlight of the the weekend. Him uh, yeah. jumping over the line and flying in the end zone. But he's just so damn athletic. He's just and no, he, it's crazy. And it, it's like I feel like white running backs. It, it's like 
No, 100%. I was a reverse racist to Christian <laughs> yeah, McCaffrey. It, when he was going in the draft, I was like, this guy, he's not going to work out. Yeah. It's like, because he was a white running back. Yeah, exactly. And they just have implications of being, you know, slow. And I, I think it's like almost that one of those like accepted stereotypes where uh-huh. it's like they normally will be. Is that bad to say? Stop me know. if I'm. I don't, I don't know. You're a white guy. Yeah. It's like, I feel like white racism isn't. Uh, yeah yeah okay yeah i feel like you know white running backs are normally like slower it's like oh we'll use them as like a power goal line yeah like uh, toby gerhardt you know like that type of beefy thing Uh, but uh, christian mccaffrey i'd say is the best running back talk girly he's obviously he's picked it up since the beginning of the season but i i still think he's got some some question marks well, because when I think of a running back, right, I think a running back is primarily a runner. And then, you know, they catch some, you know, some wheel routes or some screen routes out of the backfield, mm-hmm. right? That's a running back. Mm-hmm. Christian McCaffrey, I would say, is the opposite. He catches more screen passes, more wheel routes, does those things, end arounds, you know, things like that. And then he doesn't run between the tackles as much, right? Mm-hmm. And so that, I think, is like where it's. But he pro- still does. He does, but like also, don't tell me. Tell me with his frame, you don't get a little scared when he like tries to take a, a ball up the middle, right? He's like pretty slender. I I I would counter that with saying I think he's one of the the beefier. Oh. Well, like I I wouldn't say when I say beefy that makes him sound like a Toby Gerhardt yeah. or, or like Mike Allstott or something yeah. like that. I'm not saying that. I'd say. He is like I sound like I'm like I have a man crush on Christian McCaffrey <laughs> he's a right now. Dude, that, that's the thing. I feel like he's just a prime. He's like lean, but yeah. still has like some bulk. I but guess. I, I like okay. This is a wild comparison, and I don't mean ability wise or uh, or fatherhood wise. But Adrian Peterson, I'd say has. <laughs> I <I'm> <laughs> I'd say I'd say Christian McCaffrey has like uh, he. It's like that. AP is way more stout though. Is what I'm saying. Like, he, he probably has, like, more broad shoulders, and he's a little taller, but I feel like that, like, I don't know, you said dynamic. And he's I, the most dynamic. Yeah. At first, it was him and Kamara, and I think, you know, the injury to Breeze, but then again, Cam Newton's been injured, too, so it's mm-hmm. really been who's carrying the team more, and I you know, I had the ability to draft McCaffrey. I didn't. I took Kamara over McCaffrey. I regret it. Yeah, I think I have. Uh, yeah, I have McCaffrey. I have McCaffrey and Josh Jacobs in our league. Oh, I have D Chark though, and um. Oh wait, no, that's the other league. My, oh, bad. Damn. My bad. Yeah, you're five and zero oh in the Allegiance League. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, I did. Dude, I was so. Shout out Joe Mixon. Dude, I was so ticked. I was gonna be five and zero oh too, and then the team I played had Will Fuller, who went off for like fifty-seven points. Fifty-seven. Yeah, I would have won otherwise. That's tough. That yeah. is tough. And this is the league, folks. I don't think I've even told the story yet. But Eric and I, we are, are part of a fantastic group called Arizona Allegiance. Try uh, for the tie, baby. Try for the tie when application season comes around. Uh, all of you U of A students out there. Um, but a great uh, sports-centered organization. We were doing our fantasy football draft. Uh, it, was bef- it was before the Hawaii game, uh, the, before the Hawaii-Arizona game earlier this year. Um, I was like, I want a good quarterback this year. I've been, <laughs> I've been stuck with some bad quarterbacks, but I'm going to draft a little early on my quarterback, and I'm, I'm going to get somebody good. Uh, it's that Saturday. I, I don't know. That's the, the reason I say it. Arizona Hawaii football game in 2019 is if you want to look up the biggest sports news on, on that, that day, day yeah. uh, on that day in sports history, uh, Andrew Luck was the quarterback I decided to take on that day. Uh, in the middle of our draft, later in the day, it was approaching evening time, yeah. I guess, or afternoon, I don't know, late afternoon. I was like, I want that solid quarterback. He'd be great. Uh, five minutes later, we're watching ESPN, some college football games on. Breaking news. Andrew yeah. Luck has retired from the National Football League. Yeah. And I'm sitting there uh, already kind of confused, let's say. <laughs> and then my starting quarterback, who I literally drafted five minutes before that point, retires. Uh, I ended up picking up Kyler Murray. And uh, long story short, or now long story long, sorry, uh, I'm undefeated in the league. Heck yeah. So, yeah, retire the quarterback you think is going to retire in five minutes, <laughs> yeah. and he might end up uh, winning the league. Still undefeated. Dad, uh, Dad, yeah. can we eat now? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So I, 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 I totally forgot. We uh, Let's get into it. Ladies and gentlemen, back and better than ever now from a long hiatus is Brody and Eric's Fantastic Feed Review, a little segment where me and Brody try some local fare around the U of A and give you our honest reviews. 
Today, up on deck, shout out to Delta Sigma Pi, the greatest professional business attorney in the world. We have from our percentage night a nice cheese quesadilla from Chipotle. Yeah, let's uh, let's dive into this one, Eric. I, I I'm not a big Chipotle guy. I don't get burritos. I don't get uh, I don't get any of that. Or I don't. But by the bowls, and uh, the one thing I will get sometimes is the cheese quesadilla. Oh, they cut it already. Ladies and gentlemen, to be fair, this quesadilla is about an hour old, so the cheese is congealed. The cheese has solidified. Yes, it is. It is concrete. Thank you. Uh, We did. We did get some pico de gallo. Yeah. uh, As well, we need to send a picture of our receipt to Kelsey. By the way, (laughs) to Kelsey or to Carter? I thought it was to Kelsey. Oh, either Uh, way. Either way. Um, I'm not going to go with pico de gallo. Oh, I am. I'm just going to go straight cheese quesadilla. Mm. Not good cold. No. I think you're gonna need the pico. Oh shit! Is you, oh crap! Oh, oh my god! That's too. <laughs> I apologize to all our sensitive listeners. And oh, oh my, no. it's juicy. That's, that's don't, what I well, don't pour it. <laughs> this is a radio that. station. We're not supposed to have food in here in the first <laughs> place, and now you're actually <laughs> spilling it. Jesus! Yeah, this tastes like pure tortilla to me. Like, I feel like I don't even get the cheese. Like, normally, it's like you get the cheese quesadilla, and it's like, I can't wait for that sharp cheddar, you know, right in the middle, just oozing out. But I feel like they almost, like, gypped us with the cheese. That's the thing about Chipotle, right? I always see it on Twitter. I don't experience it myself because I don't like it. But, like, isn't Chipotle just stingy about, like, all their meat and everything? A little bit, but I like Chipotle. And over the years, I've developed some hacks to get more meat. Mm. I hope... uh I hope we don't get E. coli from this. Chipotle has a reputation, Eric. I know, but I also brought Chipotle, and that's what won me my case comp. So I got a soft spot for Chipotle. I hate Chipotle. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, what are we talking? This show is off the rails. This show is completely off the rails today. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's been a good one, though. We still still got a few minutes left. Yeah, we'll just talk the banter. Bang one out. Well, hey, buy me dinner for. Well, I guess you kind of did. Yeah, I did. Um, Yeah, thanks to Augie for calling. If anyone wants to get a last minute call in. Let me swallow first and then <laughs> uh, call in at 520-621-5806. That's 520-621-5806. Yeah, 5806. Uh, and we'll uh, put you right on the air. I, I doubt anyone's going to call. Uh, also, if any police officers want to arrest Brody Dryden for stealing a Chipotle basket, oh yeah, come to the camp student radio office. <laughs> I just hear the sirens <laughs> in the distance. Yeah, I am. Uh, I'm guilty of thievery uh, from Chipotle. I, I wasn't intentional. I just walked out with a basket. They asked me. That's the thing. They asked me. It's like, is this uh, here to go? Will you need a tray? And I was like, no, I don't need a tray. I'm taking this to go. And they just handed me this, and I walked out with it. So like, it's kind. Of, I told them I was leaving. I, I they, when you go to go, just give me the tin foil. Yeah, I bet this would have been delicious, fresh. Yeah. Like, maybe we should have eaten it and then just given our reviews of it. No, we need the live review. This is part of the experience. But I feel like this just does such a disservice to this. Shh. Shh. This is a legitimate food review. This is bad. (laughs) Chipotle sucks. (laughs) I'm not coming into this with an agenda at all. (laughs) Chipotle, if you can't handle them at their worst, you don't deserve them at their best. I still like it. I know hot and fresh with gooey cheese and a crisp tortilla. This would have been an easy 9 out of 10. Easy. With really? the pico de gallo, maybe even a 10 out of 10. Well, unfortunately, though, Unfortunately, with the cold cheese, the pico de gallo does save it. Got to give it a 6 out of 10. But I still love you, Chipotle. You're, you don't even do decimal points anymore? It's a good thing. It deserves a solid rating. 6.9 out of 10. That's you bump me up. A- the better, the more you like the restaurant, the closer to whole numbers you, or round numbers yeah. you get. Um, yeah, I'm going to give this a solid uh, 1.4. Yo, what the heck? 1.4, number 14, Khalil Tate. He's marching into Arizona Stadium, and he's going to beat Washington this week, 21, or 24 to 21. I, I agree. My, my uh, prediction is. <laughs> that, that's how I'm – but I also give this quesadilla a 1.4 uh, from Chipotle, and that's a review. You're a jerk. You're a jerk. You're a jerk. <laughs> All right, we only got a few minutes left. Uh, there's our fantastic food review. Yeah. Oh, we need to give our NFL locks of the week. Oh, okay. I'm going to start off with the Giants against the Patriots. Tom Brady is going to go in there, ladies and gentlemen. ASMR time again. Hold on. 
That is what Tom Brady, Giselle knows all about it. Tom Brady's going to be smacking to uh, the Giants. Whether or not Saquon comes back this game, I don't care. Tom Brady's going to absolutely destroy. Daniel Jones is going to get to feel what it's like to be Tom Brady's kids because he's going to get kissed on the lips. <laughs> that is all. <laughs> Oh, my God. For someone who didn't like the quesadilla, he ate the whole damn thing. Well, I mean, it is a tortilla and cheese. It's like you can only get, like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I think you're just being exceedingly biased to a restaurant that I happen to like. You Chad? You know what? We only got a few minutes left. Uh, so my lock of the week. By the way, we didn't. Uh, these are our uh, Eric and I's picks for, for all you uh, filthy gamblers out there uh, <laughs> that want to make a buck off of our predictions. These are uh, the wins that you can lock in on um, if you're trying to gamble on them. I've got two locks of the week this year. All right. I've got two. First of all, the Jets. The New York Jets. Uh, you know, You know the news about them, Eric. Sam Darnold is coming back. They're playing at home, 125 kickoff time. Uh, they're taking on who? The Dallas Cowboys. Oof. They have been straight garbage the past few weeks. The Jets, you know, they haven't had uh, Darnold. But say, you know, they're, uh, they, you know, took a loss to the Eagles. They lost to the Patriots. They, they're not doing so well either. But getting Darnold back, that's going to be huge. And I think in his comeback from Mono... The Jets take the win. So that's my first lock of the week. Jets beat the Cowboys at home this Sunday. My next lock of the week is the Los Angeles Rams. Now, this is the hotter of uh, The hotter of hot takes. Yes. uh, The Los Angeles Rams will beat the undefeated San Francisco 49ers because they're they're still in the the, uh, beautiful Golden State. They're going to be at home, the Los Angeles Rams. And the 49ers... They're lathered up, greased. They are a a a uh, shimmering rotisserie chicken, okay. just just spinning around slowly. And uh, I think is it weird that I'm aroused? <laughs> no, that's what that's my, what my intention is. Oh God! <laughs> and um, I think the Rams are a hungry bear going in. They uh, took that huge, uh, the terrible loss um, to Tampa Bay. They lost to the Seahawks last week. I think they're hungry for a win. They're a solid team, the Rams, and uh, I, I just think the 49ers, they're they're going to be uh, caught up. They're going to be the kid caught up in the cookie jar with, you know, standing on a chair next to the fridge, and then uh, the, the Rams are going to come kick it out from under them. Uh, but those are my two locks of the week, Jets and Rams. Again, we only have like a minute left here. Uh, so we got to do On This Day in Sports History. So What happened on this day in sports? On this day in sports history in 1818. Oh, Want to take a guess back. on what happened in 1818? I don't know. Uh, 1818, that's before the Civil War. Ah, baseball was invented? No. Uh, two English boxers are the first to use padded gloves. So they're just beating the crap out of each other bare fists before? Until 1818. Jeez, the, so that wasn't boxing. That was just condoned murder. The real ones were boxing before 1818. Evidently so. Jeez. Fast forward 200 years <clears throat> to last year. Oh, wow. What a second. On, on this day in 2018, New Orleans quarterback Drew Brees became the NFL's all-time leader in passing yards, passing Peyton Manning. Shout out to Drew Brees. I don't know if Drew Brees. I don't know if I'm a fan of Drew Brees holding that. I like Drew Brees a lot. I mean, I, I like him too, but I, I feel like he doesn't be. He shouldn't be the all time passing leader. Like I don't. Ne- I don't necessarily have a big problem with it. I respect him. I think he's a great quarterback. But I feel like you know Peyton Manning or Joe Montana or Dan Marino. You know, when you think of like the greats, I feel like Drew Brees is still in the greats category, but he's at the bottom of the greats. Yeah, I feel you. I don't know. Kind of over the show, to be honest. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, geez. All right. Then uh, w- can you close us out then, Eric? Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, I love you so much. You are the light of my life. Everything I have and everything I am is yours forever and ever. That's how strongly I feel about all of our viewers here at Brilliant Eric Super Sports Show. We will be back next week. Actually, I will not be back. We will have Brody Dryden here filling in with an undisclosed guest. So mm-hmm. uh, stay. Keep a tune out for that. But um, hopefully celebrating the U of A win. And then until next time, stay hungry, Wildcats. Bear down. Go Cats. Heck yeah.